You're listening to another episode of Lords of Limited with your hosts Ben Warney and Ethan Sachs. Hello everyone and welcome back to our common and uncommon set review for Lords of Limited. We're back with Blue on our set review here. Uh, Just a quick reminder, this is segment two of our common and uncommon set review. And if you would like a quick refresher on our grading scale or what the mechanics are from the new set, go back and check out our first segment, which is the white color from our common and uncommon set review. You want to kick us off with blue here, Ethan? Let's do it. All right, cancel is our first common. It's one blue blue for an instant counter target spell. We saw this just in the last set, in fact. Yeah. This is begrudgingly playable, but I do not often main deck this card. So, uh, But I did give it a C-. I think it's not like embarrassing in your 23, but I don't think that three mana counter spells is really where you want to be in limited. Yeah, I'm, I was a little higher on that. I gave it a D+. Plus. Oh, no, I, I said C-, minus, so I'm, I'm higher. I win. Oh, yeah, a little bit lower. <laughs> what? <laughs> grading, grading is hard. What grading am I, a hard. teacher? What am I, a teacher or something? <laughs> Oof, rough. Alright, next up we've got Depths of Desire, 2 and a blue for an instant. Uh, return target creature to its owner's hand and create a colorless treasure artifact token with tap, sacrifice this artifact, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. There's a lot of bounce in blue. There is a lot of bounce in blue, um, which I think is a knock against Pious Arrest or whatever it's called. Uh-huh. The best, the best white. The best common. white common. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Pious Interdiction. There it is. This seems like the worst of the bunch as well, Depths of Desire. Interesting. I, I do not feel that way about it. Yeah, I guess it'll depend like how... Do you, do you think it's at least dependent on how good you your deck uh, feels about the treasure token? Yeah, I think it depends on how much your deck wants treasure. Um, and I do think it's instant speed, bounce. Like there's fight cards running around. This is a way to mm-hmm. blow out fight cards. Um, I think this card's going to end up being fine. Holding up three mana is so much. It is, but if you get to the point in the game where this is like one of your last couple cards in hand, it's going to probably do some work. Yeah. And you don't want a lot of these in your deck, right? These get This gets worse in multiples, would you think? I would agree, yeah. I think at max I would want one. Yeah. I, I just gave this a C-. minus. I gave it a C. Okay. Um, next we've got Dive Down. It's one blue for an instant. Target creature you control gets plus zero, plus three, and gains hexproof until end of turn. Pretty weak combat trick slash like um, response to a removal spell. I gave this a D plus. Uh, I gave it a D. It's in the Hypotra's Mark category, right? Probably yeah. not main decking this and right. bringing it in if you see a lot of removal from your opponent. Could not agree more. Okay, Headwater Sentries, three and a blue for a creature. It's a Merfolk Warrior and it's a Vanilla 2-5. Like, not the worst creature I've ever seen. Also not the best creature you've ever seen. That is true. There are cards that care about merfolk surprise surprise so that's one of the four creature types that matters in this format and i think the fact that this is going to stick around a lot of the time because of its high toughness makes it good in those situations but still not fantastic how many times in your 200 plus drafts in hou did you play the stupid those who swerve plus like the three and a white for the two five um more than i thought but like yeah but like i don't know Gosh. I don't think I ever played that card in any of my 90 drafts. Oh. Well, once you get above 90 drafts, you start playing it all the time. That's that's the sweet spot? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the sweet That's where you, you want to let it ride there. Yeah. I mean, it's not great, obviously, but I think it was basically dependent on how many index that I had unconventional tactics. Like when I just wanted stuff to, to get it back. It's not fantastic by any stretch. Like C minus, D plus. I gave it a D minus. 
Oh, come on. It's better than that. It's bad. I am going to be very depressed if I have that card in my deck. It's so good with your boy bellowing Aegisaur, just like all the five <laughs> toughness creatures. <laughs> all right. Uh, what's up? Next, we've got one with the wind. This is one and a blue for an enchantment aura. It says enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two, and has flying. I really want to know what you think about this card. So for those who played in Triple Innistrad, you will remember re- remember Spectral Procession was the exact same card. Or no, wait, I'm saying it. Uh, no. That's not what it is. Spectral Procession spectral is Spectral Wings, Cube. right? Or Spectral Flight or something Spectral like that? Flight, that's what it was. Look at me pulling card names out. Um, but it was th- the exact same thing. One in a blue for plus two, plus two, and flying. And that card, I mean, I think it was also the fact that Invisible Stalker existed, but that was a really... That ended up being a pretty good card in that format. Like, you don't need to hit... You don't need to connect more than, like, twice for that card to have done work. And there is a spoiler. There's a hexproof common floating around that I think is pretty good um, with auras. I, I just think this is gonna be better than you think. Like, there's not a lot of instant speed removal that's gonna punish you for playing an aura into open mana. No, there's. We just said there's a lot of bounce. In there's blue. a lot of bounce. Like, yes, it gets worse against one color in the format. But I, I'm I'm gonna start out thinking that this is not terrible, and I gave it a C. Uh, that is also what I gave it. I gave it a C, and I said, this is going to be better than it looks. Yeah, sweet. So normally, like, and we should, I think we should explain, like, normally, auras are traditionally not good, right? Like, because it's an opportunity to get yourself two for one. But I think that's back when removal was good. Like, right. people thought auras were bad when, like, Doomblade was a common. Right. So I think there's been a tipping point. Like, there's two factors. One, I think removal is a lot worse and a lot clunkier and more sorcery speed. And then two... I think this is going to enable, like, there's lots of things that want to beat down in the set. Like, Raid mm-hmm. wants you to beat down. Merfolk want to become unblockable and want to become bigger or are unblockable to start with. Yeah. So there's a, there's a tipping point on your auras where, like, if you can connect, like, I think you said two, and I think I would agree, if you can connect two times with it, like, this is going to do good work for you, even if you get two for one. Like, if you put this on a two-two and you get in two hits, that's eight damage. That's a lot. Uh, like, if you're trying to get your opponent dead. Now, you're not putting this in a deck where you're not trying to get your opponent dead, but in a deck where you're trying to get your opponent dead, like, it's you're trying to balance the risk-reward, right? And I mm-hmm. think this this is going to end up on the side of probably worth going for in an aggressive deck because it's such a powerful effect. And I think, as we will see, that blue is aggressively bent. I, or I think the better commons and uncommons from blue lead towards aggro and tempo and so i think one with the wind slots in pretty nicely there yep next up we've got opt this is making waves in the modern world single (laughs) single blue for an instant scry one draw a card how do you feel about that in limited i mean i feel like it's fine it's filler like is imminent doom in the set nope all right well i'm then i'm less excited about a one drop that replaces itself so, like, I'll play it, but I don't think it's making the cut for me, like, over other playables. Like, I gave it a C-. minus. It's, like, not embarrassing in your deck, but Scry 1 is not huge. I recognize it replaces itself, but this card doesn't do a lot of work. Yeah, I gave it a C- minus as well. This is not Ponder or Preordain. No. All right, next up is Pirate's Prize. This is 3 and a blue for a sorcery. Draw two cards, create a colorless treasure artifact token with the treasure text. So draw two, and then you've got a little lotus petal hanging around this is fine again just like four mana divination jeez but you get one of the mana back this following turn yeah it's true i don't know uh i think it'll depend how much blue is wanting to dirtle but i don't 
I think maybe as a support color for like black, it's good. If black is trying to dirtle or if you're in another color that's trying to like go long in the game, it's good. But I'm not crazy about this card. I give it a C minus. Uh, I give it a D plus, slightly lower. All right, next up, we got Prosperous Pirates, four and a blue. It's a creature, human pirate for a three, four. It says when Prosperous Pirates enters the battlefield, create two colorless treasure artifact tokens. What do you think about this guy? I don't know. Like this, now we're getting into treasures. So I want to ask the question: like, like how how good are these? Do they make splashing viable in terms of like, can you build a three, four, five color deck with just splashing stuff off of treasure tokens? That's what I want to know. I think I think looking at the set like the commons and uncommons, I think there's going to be a multicolor good stuff deck off the back of treasure tokens and some fixing from green, like a base like a base blue green five color deck. Yeah, I just don't know. It just scares me a little bit because I want to draft that deck, obviously, but it seems like aggro is just going to run over that. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. There's a lot of incidental life gain, so that can help stem that. This seems just a little weak to me. Five mana, three, four is not great. It depends on how good treasure is, right? Yeah. How, how good this card is is going to depend on how much you want treasure. I, I gave it a C-. minus. I gave it a straight C. Uh, run aground is next. This is three and a blue for an instant. Put target artifact or creature on top of its owner's library. Now this, yeah, this is some some bounce I can get behind. So what makes this better than just sort of bouncing something to your opponent's hand is that this actually trade like is uh, one for one with a card because you're denying them their next draw step essentially. Right. So you're you're trading. You're getting a card's worth of value out of your right. spell. And I think this is this is nice that it's instant. It can respond to like this is a way to blow out someone from playing an aura. This is a way to blow out someone from trying to play a combat trick or a, a fight effect. So I, I like this card a lot. I gave it a C plus. Actually, you know, you said you were a little lower on depths of desire. I, mm-hmm. I can I don't I can't imagine ever playing depths of desire over run aground. No, never. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. I think I think run aground is is pretty good. I mean, this, this is. <laughs> This is your blue removal, folks. You're not getting unquenchable thirst. Yeah, for sure. I gave it a C plus. Where were you at? Yeah, C plus as well. Okay, next up we've got Sailor of Means. This is two and a blue for a creature. It's a human pirate. It's a one four, and it says when Sailor of Means enters the battlefield, create a colorless treasure artifact token. Again, I think this will. De- this is similar to Prosperous Pirates. This is going to depend on how good that like more controlling, splashing, multicolored deck is but I'm going to start with a C-. Yeah, I gave this a C. I think this card is going to block pretty well in a deck that wants to take advantage of the treasure to ramp. I mean, playing this on turn three and ramping into a five drop or a six drop ahead of schedule is pretty big game in a in a controlling deck. Yeah, that's true. All right, maybe this is better than the Pirates. Maybe this is just a C. I, th- I, think, I think this one's better than Prosperous Pirates. Yeah, definitely. I just, I, I didn't know, I didn't know if it was a full, like, mark grade better and i think you're probably right so I, i'll adjust to a c because i think the like getting treasure similar similarly to explore i think the cheaper the card is that you're getting treasure from the more valuable your treasure chest is right because yeah. you're going to be able to actually use it to ramp yeah that makes a lot of sense like and how cl- like i mean how often you know like when you play a naga vitalist on turn two sometimes you get to use your naga vitalist to go like four drop five drop six drop on the next subsequent turns but sometimes all you need out of your naga vitalist is like one shot to ramp mm-hmm. you up one mana and then it doesn't do much so i think getting treasure early is going to be a pretty big game yeah no that all makes a lot of sense to me okay next up we've got shaper apprentice it's one and a blue for a creature it's a merfolk wizard and it's a two one shaper apprentice has flying as long as you control another merfolk i like this card i'm i'm excited about this one 
yeah, I like this card a lot. It's very aggressive and is going to beat down very well. Oh, man, yeah. this. I mean, so be aware you can sort of get blown out if you only have one other merfolk and you attack with this and they kill that merfolk and suddenly this doesn't have flying. So this does have some uh, fragile nature to it, but I think it's really good. It's If you can have this be a, a two-mana, two-one flyer most of the game, I think you're going to be winning that game a lot of the time. Well, and the really nice thing about this is you're going to want a lot of these, and they work with itself. So if you have yeah. two of these on the battlefield, like it, they both turn themselves on and give them both flying. Yeah. I think it's a re- really strong common and, and is one of the reasons that I think that blue is most at home in an aggressive shell, and I gave it a C+. Plus. Uh, I gave it a C, but you, you could be right. Uh, next up is Shipwreck Looter, one and a blue for a 2-1 human pirate, and it has raid, uh, and its raid effect is you can loot when it comes into play. You get to draw a card and then discard a card. Is that worth it? Is that good? Is that like a your sweet raid payoff? No, I think this card is pretty bad. Like, I, I can never imagine wanting this over Shaper Apprentice. No, never. Unless you were, like, deep in some sort of pirate synergy. Like, yeah, maybe. But, no, not great. I mean, it's not embarrassing. A two-mana two-one is not embarrassing, and I think the creatures are small enough that this is okay. I think you've pointed out that X1s get punished in this format, and I think that's probably going to be true. Where do you land on this? C minus D plus? I gave it a D plus. Yeah, that seems about right. All right, next up, we've got Shore Keeper. Single blue for a creature. It's a trilobite. <laughs> <laughs> it's an O3, and it costs. Uh, it's got an ability of seven and a blue. Tap, sacrifice Shorekeeper to draw three cards. I really, really, really hope this card is good. So I think something that I'm now only recognizing because you've been bringing it up, or you've brought it up just like three times so far, this can trigger raid. Like an O3 can attack pretty okay for the first couple turns of the game and not get killed i think yeah so like this can trigger raid and then can be a late game sink for some treasures to draw you some cards but i don't think that all adds up to a card that's worth putting in your deck uh i gave this a d yeah i gave this a, a d plus Ooh, i hope it's a d plus or even a <laughs> c minus i think the better this card is the more i'm gonna like this format i just really yeah i i just it, it's looking to me like you're gonna get punished for trying to be like wait 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 for me to get to eight mana so i can draw three cards i think you're gonna be dead by then maybe yeah we'll see all right next up is siren lookout two and a blue for a one two siren pirate it has flying and when it enters the battlefield explore so it's a three mana two three flyer with scry one or a three mana one two flyer that gets you a land yeah this card is very good i think I'm a little less excited about the three-mana one-two flyer that gets you a land. So do you remember... Oh God, this is going to be another name that card situation. I think I do. Uh, the, the three-mana artifact that was 1-1 one, one that lets you search your library for a basic land card. Yeah, Pilgrim's Eye. Pilgrim's Eye. Yes, look at you being awesome. Way to <laughs> save the day so that wasn't an awkwardly long conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this is like... The fail case, or whatever, I mean, it's not even a fail. Like, I think a three-mana, one-two flyer, draw a land, is just good. But it's not fixing you. That, I think that is important. It's different yes. I, It's different than Pilgrim's Eye because you're just getting whatever land is on top. You're not getting to find the land that you want. Yes, but I think three-mana, one-two flyer, draw a card is good. I think I'm hoping to hit a land with this card. Yeah, maybe that's the way to think about it. I don't know. But one-two flyer, I guess it still, like, does trigger raid... So that's good. And it's a pirate. And it's a pirate. 
All right. Well, what did you give it? It's just, it's like, if you hit a land, it's a built-in two-for-one. A one-two flyer's, like, fine yeah, card. Yeah, but it gets, but it's, but it's a worse, I don't know. It's a worse two-for-one late in the game, except, like, it is, whatever, thinning your, it's, like, saving you from drawing that land next turn, so it's good. I gave it a C plus. I think this is on the lower end of the Explore cards, uh, and I gave it a C. Interesting. Um, what's next? Siren's Ruse is next. It's one and a blue for an instant. It says, exile target creature you control, then return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control. If a pirate was exiled this way, draw a card. So normally these effects aren't great, but with Explore and the handful of end of the battlefield effects that exist, I think this is a lot better. Yeah, and and it's punishing pious interdiction again, right? Yeah. Well, but like we already know that blue is like punishing pious interdiction pretty heavily. Yes. God, maybe that. I, mean, I kind of want to just go back and put pious interdiction lower on my common rankings. I th- I think it's not going to end up being number one. I just went number one because it's kind of like the default. Yeah. Pick for number one, but I I really don't think it's going to end up there. All right. Um, this is still like a pretty narrow trick like it does like saves your creature from a removal spell gets lets you rebuy and explore trigger or similar enter the battlefield effects and gets you like bonus card draw stuff if you're in a dedicated pirate deck but where does that all that add up to uh i gave it a build around c minus i don't think you're gonna want this outside of a pirate deck oh really oh i i think i disagree i think i think i'm just gonna go straight c minus okay yeah Next up is Spell Pierce. It's a reprint. This is one blue mana for an instant counter-target non-creature spell unless its controller pays two colorless. This is just a sideboard card, right? Yep, I gave it a sideboard D. Not even a good sideboard card at that. Yeah, for sure. Next up, we've got Storm Sculptor. Three and a blue. It's a creature, Merfolk Wizard. It's a 3-2. Storm Sculptor can't be blocked. Yikes. When Storm Sculptor enters the battlefield, return a creature you control to its owner's hand. This is a functional reprint, right? From Gatecrash? Keymaster Rogue or whatever? Yes. Except that card had morphed, didn't it? No. No. There was, uh, what was the Mystic of the Hidden Way? That was from Cons of Tarkir. Yeah, yeah. No, so this is, yeah. So four mana, three, two, unblockable, that bounces a thing when it comes into play. So that's a real cost, but... You can, I mean, there, there is stuff, like, there's, there's Explore, there is Enter the Battlefield stuff, there are cheap creatures, like, you can attack with a thing, then play this, like, you're still getting to attack him with your creature. I don't know, this card excites me. I think it's gonna be really, really good. Yeah, and it punishes Pious Interdiction. <laughs> Again. <laughs> That's my yeah. comment. That's my contribution, contribution to the set review show. Great. X1s are bad, punishes Pious, pious Interdiction. <laughs> So what I what I want to know about this card, and I'm curious to get your take on it, is do you think this card is going to go in an aggressive deck or in a controlling deck as the finisher? Um, I think you more want it in an aggressive deck because I think the tempo loss that you get from having to bounce your own thing is can be pretty punishing in a control deck because this is a miserable blocker and you definitely don't want to be blocking with it at all. So you have to have some sort of like... It, it's tough to imagine a... a way where this comes out on turn four and maybe you're talking about it like a finisher so you're not playing it on turn four but then that makes me think that this is worse so i think it, you want this more in a, an aggressive deck than a, a finisher in a control deck right but is there a world where you think you know you're you're a control deck and you set up your, you've got your defensive speed you set up your blockers you've stabilized and you've got good enter the battlefield like explore type cards in your deck and mm-hmm. you play this a little later you re-trigger your explore card, and then all of a sudden, like this is a must-kill threat for them because you've stabilized the board, and this is how you're going to win the game. Yeah, I think for sure you could have like two of these in a 
like pretty good control value deck and not be upset about it. Uh, I just think it's going to do a lot more work in an aggro deck. Okay, all that said, what grade did you give it? I gave it a C+. I gave it a C. Cool. Uh, Next up is Water Trap Weaver. Two and a blue for a 2-2 Merfolk Wizard. When Water Trap Weaver enters the battlefield, tap target creature an opponent controls. That creature doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. Man, that is a nice little three-drop, four-drop with Water Trap Weaver into Storm Sculptor. Yep, it is. Um, So this is a a functional reprint of Frost Links, if you've ever played with that card, which was very good in the core set it was in. Now, this is not a core set, but I still think this is going to be a really strong common in this set. Uh, I'm a little lower on it than that. I think. I think it's kind of. I think it's kind of clunky. What? Our, our commons are going to be so different. Here. Wait, wait. <laughs> what is clunky about this? I mean, it's just like I. I yeah. I don't know. It's probably better than I'm giving. This it card is. For. This card is good. Ben, get on board. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it just seems it's not like it's not mana war or something. I just think like that that effect is good. That effect is very good, especially in an aggro deck. Shaper Apprentice into Water Trap Weaver? Oh, boy, is that good. Oh, yeah, sure. So, but, like, it only goes in an aggro deck, right? It's not good in in a controlling deck. For sure it's not good in a control deck, except even if you're on the back, like, if you are in an aggro curving out deck and you find yourself on the back foot, this is still a good play. This buys you two turns, or this buys you an attack against their best creature. Yeah, that's not, like, great, though. That's no, but like, it leaves leaves behind like a not embarrassing thing. I think this adds up. Like I think that that effect tacked onto this body for this rate is a strong common. Uh, I'm I'm a little lower on it than that. I I, I just gave it a C. I think it's fine. I think it's good. I think you're always going to play it. But I'm not like crazy excited about it. Oh, I'm crazy excited about it. I gave it a C plus. I think I think you're. I think I'm on, and I think you're probably right. Like hearing you talk about it, I think you're on the lines of. Like, when I looked at Blue's Commons, it just looks, like, way underpowered to me. Mm-hmm. But I think you're on the line of Blue wants to be aggro. And when yeah. I look at Blue's Commons in the context of I want to beat down, like, Water Trap Weaver all of a sudden looks a lot better to me. I think yeah. I was looking at Blue as, like, I want to dirtle with treasure. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I just don't think you want to be doing that. But I, I don't know. I'll be interested to see if both decks are viable. Yeah. All right. Last common. What do we got? Last common. We got Windstrider. Four and a blue creature. It's a Merfolk Wizard. It's a 3-3 three, three Flash Flyer. Pretty sweet. You get to be in your blue-white deck, hold up five mana, and either play the ex- destroy target attacking creature or play your 3-3 three, three Flyer. Yeah. So this is a functional reprint of uh, Spire Monitor, right? Isn't that the yes. name of it? Yes. Nice. Good pull. Yeah. And that card turned out to be like pretty medium mm-hmm. in its format i think yeah. uh but this like a 3-3 flyer is big kind of awkward that this gets blocked by white's 3-4 flyer i think that's certainly going to be a knock against this card yeah i also think i think merfolk is one of the creature types that matters more at least in the base common uncommon ranking of cards so i think windstrider gets a little little bump for being a merfolk yeah, and Merfolk want to grow their creatures, right? There's a lot of plus one, plus one counter synergies in yeah. in the Merfolk world. We haven't seen that in blue so much, but I think that's going to come across in some of the green cards and some of the green Merfolk. Yes. So, like, growing your Windstrider into a 4-4 flyer all of a sudden is a card I'm very interested in. Yeah, absolutely. I just think this is a solid C. I gave it a, I gave it a C as well. And now we come oh, to the Divergence. so bad. <laughs> yeah, we are going to be all over the place here. All right. I, I think you're going to be right. What do you got as your number one common in blue? Uh, I have a card that's not even on your list, I'm certain. Okay. I have my number one common as Siren Lookout. 
you are correct that is not on my list and but that's I, I, i'm ready to be wrong about that card yeah I, I do right now i'm sticking by i think this is one of the weaker explore cards i still think that doesn't mean it's unplayable by any stretch but i'm not super excited about it so here here's where let's pause for a second yeah. i want to defend myself before okay. i'm horribly wrong here i want to defend my <laughs> i want to defend my thought process so i think when i look at siren lookout and water trap weaver side by side uh-huh. this is this is i think this is why i ended up where i did when I look at those two cards side by side, Siren Lookout looks better to me than Water Trap Weaver. And it does not to you? It does not to me. Because is that like just strictly in a vacuum or because you think Blue wants to beat down? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's like slightly. Do you, I remember Frost Links being very, very good. In a core set. In a core set. But I remember being very good. So I don't like. I think that that is probably the thing that is um affecting my opinion of this card the most but i do think i look at them side by side i think i like water trap weaver better interesting which unsurprisingly is my number one common in blue whoa yeah <laughs> that's not even on my list of course it's not <laughs> of course it's not this is gonna be a disaster maybe we're gonna agree on number two number two i have run aground no i have uh i have shaper apprentice as number <laughs> oh, two no uh yeah i think yeah i'm i am uh you're wanting to beat down i'm wanting to beat down i'm wanting to go aggro merfolk all day with blue i well no i want to go aggro merfolk as well i just want to go like shaper apprentice like into something else i want to go not into no those go those go into different decks (laughs) so okay let's let and i think this is important to talk about for this okay there are two i think this is partially why I think I'm on one deck, and I think you're on another deck. Yes. I think there's two decks in blue, mm-hmm. and one of them's aggro, so you're right. One of them wants to go Shaper Apprentice into Water Trap Weaver, into Storm Sculpture, into, like, Get You Dead. Into, into Run Aground. Like, Run Aground is a fine card after all that's done. Yes, yes, yes. Run, Run Aground, I think Run Aground goes into either deck, because yes. it's just a good card, right? Yeah. It's just a generically good card. And the other another deck wants to play, like, on turn three, Siren Lookouts and Sailor of Means, and like mm-hmm. slow the game down, and Dirtle. And I think that's the deck I'm on. And I yeah. think, like, hearing you talk about the aggro deck, I think that's a better use of Blue's cards. I think I was looking at Blue's cards in the wrong context. We shall see. I mean, I think, uh, hopefully, both decks are viable, and both decks are good and fun to draft. All right, what do you have as your number three? I went I went Storm Sculptor number three. So you don't even have Run Aground in your top three at all? It's very close to me, but no, I don't. Wow, and and I, that that I think I definitely could be wrong about, but I think I'm just I'm just looking at Shaper Apprentice, Water Trap Weaver, Storm Sculptor, and that is an insane two three four. It is an insane two three four. It really surprises me that you don't have. I was certain we were going to both have that one in our top three commons. Yeah, because uh, I think Run Aground goes better in your deck that you're describing than Storm Sculptor. I do. I just so and I don't know how you're going to want it, but I think because they're both competing four drops, I think Storm Sculptor is more what you want in that deck. I think you're going to want both, but like I think ideally you have like one of each or two of each or whatever, but I think you want you want the Storm Sculptor more. That's super interesting discussion. Yeah. <laughs> this is I get uh, I can't believe we're so different. What's your what's your number 3? My number 3 is Shaper Apprentice. So a, as a nod to like <laughs> that that tempo deck. Yeah. Siren Lookout just seems so generically powerful to me though. Mm-hmm. Like like so if if you go turn two shape I guess you're tapping down my siren lookout with your water trap weaver. But also your siren lookout doesn't turn your shaper apprentice into a flyer. I no I know I know oh, but okay. I mean like if you're trying to curve me out and I I play on three siren lookout 
and hit a land mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden my siren lookout that's left over is trading with your shaper apprentice your shaper apprentice looks awfully bad sure and that's i don't know it, it'll be really interesting to see how the format shakes out yeah because that was funny i was not expecting it to be that to be that different <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right on to the uncommons all right this is one we can both agree on for sure we've played with it before air elemental three blue blue for a four four elemental with flying just a rock solid b yeah i wonder if it's even i think it's b plus just because of how small everything else is in the format and, and didn't we give the like i don't know maybe we gave the the white five mana four four that needed to pay two life to get flying a b yeah feels like this this should get a little bump also just like og air elemental it's so good it is so good all right b b, b plus whatever very good a pull to blue no need to to split hairs here what's next next we've got chart a course one in a blue for a sorcery draw two cards then discard a card unless you attacked with a creature this turn i think this is good i think this is good as well i think it's going to be very easy to make this two mana draw two and i think that's a good card which is yeah that's very good especially because i if if i'm right about blue being <clears throat> more aggressively bent i think this is like really helps after you like are curving out and playing your low to the ground creatures that this lets you like refuel a little bit Right, and lets you use bounce spells as strictly tempo, and then it helps recoup the card advantage for like at a cheap rate. I think the fact that this is only two mana is like really the selling point. Yeah, I don't think this is a pull into blue, but I think it's a strong card in blue, and I gave it a C plus. I gave it a C plus as well. What's next? Deadeye Quartermaster is three and a blue for a two two human pirate. When Deadeye Quartermaster enters the battlefield, you may search your library for an equipment or vehicle card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. You probably don't need more than one good target for this in your deck to want to play it, right? Like, we played Vizier of the Anointed with just one Embalmer or Eternalizer. Yeah, but that was a 2-4, not a 2-2. Two, two. That's true. That is true. Um, so maybe, you, are you saying you, you might want a, a few more than just one? I would think I would want a minimum of two targets. I, I gave this a build around C, and I said it's going to scale with the power level of what you're getting. I think that there just aren't looking at the least the commons and uncommons there aren't equipments or vehicles that i'm looking to grab with this so i think it'll depend on the power level of the rares and mythics where this is concerned but so i think build around c sounds sounds right to me okay next up we've got deep root waters it's two and a blue for an enchantment it says whenever you cast a merfolk spell create a one one blue merfolk creature token with hexproof we've got a build around in our hands here ben i'm so excited about this card it looks very good to me. It looks very good to me too. And except that I think it's a it's not quite at home in my aggro merfolk deck. It's not because it's you're taking turn 3 off to do something that doesn't affect the board. Right. So it's I I'm of two minds cuz I see I'm like this is a powerful card and I think blue green merfolk is going to be a really fun deck to play, but I don't know how good 1/1 one, one hexproofs in that deck are going to be. Well, can you imagine suiting your 1-1 one, one Hexproofs up with, like, the Spectral Flight variant? Like, the plus 2, plus 2 in Flying? Oh, man, I didn't even think about that, son. Like, there's, a, there's, a, there's a black one that gives plus 2, plus 2 in Lifelink. Like, yeah. Put both of those on there. I mean, I think 1-1 one, one Hexproofs are going to be cards. I think... So, here's what I, I thought. I thought you're going to want at least three triggers for this to be good. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're not, like, all in on tempo. Like, I think there's probably going to be varying degrees of Merfolk decks. And I think this is going to be a home. In a merfolk deck i think this is going to be i hope it's going to be a good build around i gave it a build around b minus yeah i i'm even i'm i, I want build around b plus I'm, i really want this to be great <laughs> um so i'm i'm hoping that it will be but definitely yeah definitely think this is 
a card that I'm going off of my takeaway from our Hour of Devastation send-off. Uh, I'm going to go in with the idea of let me try and build around this, this card and see if it has a home because I think it has the potential to be very powerful. All right, what do we got next here? Next up is Favorable Winds. This is a reprint. One and a blue for an enchantment. Creatures you control with flying get plus one, plus one. This is powerful. What? I? Where does this card go, though? There where does it go? Many, I have no there idea. There are not that many flyers running around. No, there are not. That is very true. So it certainly doesn't go in any deck, but is it a build around? I just gave it a straight F. Whoa, no way. Oh, man. I just don't see, like, getting... Okay, how many flyers do you want in your deck before you're, like, doing something with this? Um, you know, I want most of my creatures to be flyers, like 10. Yeah, like, when was the last time in Limited you had a creature, a deck with 10 flyers? I don't know, like, Blue-White Skies is, like, often a deck, right? Yeah. There's just, like, not... It's, like, there's the 3-4 from White. I, I guess let's let's try and remember to touch on this card once we're finished looking at all the colors and look back and just be like, all right count the number of flyers yeah or just like think about what the common flyers are because you might be right like looking at blue this is pretty sweet with the 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 two mana two one like if you can get that flying i could i could see it being a build around blue white enchantment yeah so maybe maybe an f isn't i actually think i think it might be more i'm not remembering anything other than this one i think it might be more at home in blue black because of that there's like a three mana two two flyer. Oh, and there's the one mana bat, right? The black, yeah. single black one one flyer. Might be better in blue black. It's it's not an F. It's not an all right, F. All right, all right. F F was aggressive, but okay. like so. What what I was thinking was in cube, like honor of the pure. Is that the name of the card? The uh-huh. white creature. Like sometimes you're mono white, or like it's hard to get that card to work, and that only cares about a color, like not yeah. even flying. I don't know. So maybe favorable wins will rarely come together, but when mm-hmm. it does come together, it will be very good. Yeah. I think I think like build around C or something like C minus maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm retracting my F grade. Okay. Build around C, sure. But well, but when it's good, it's going to be insane, right? So shouldn't it just be like a build around? Build around A, build around B plus. B, I don't know. All right, we'll be we'll be very good if you get the deck that wants favorable wins. Yeah. All right. What's next? Next, we've got Lookout's Dispersal, two and a blue for an instant. Lookout's Dispersal costs one less to cast if you control a pirate counter target spell unless its controller pays four. So if you've got a pirate, a better version of Mana Leak, mm-hmm. uh, I bet this card's going to do some serious things in Constructed if Pirates is a deck. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if that's true. What about in Limited? In Limited, I think it's fine. I mm-hmm. gave it a C minus. I mean, four is a lot. It's like effectively cancel, it feels like. And if it ends up being a two mana counterspell, that's pretty sweet. So yeah, C minus C seems right to me. Again, it's just it's still still a counterspell in, in Limited, which is not insane. All right, next up is Navigator's Ruin. This is two and a blue for an enchantment. It says, Raid, at the beginning of your end step, if you attacked with a creature this turn, target opponent puts the top four cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. I really want this card to be good. <laughs> but here's but here's why this card is not going to be good. I know. You can't, You can't, it's doing two things. You well, If you're attacking I your know. opponent, you can't be milling them also. I know. So... Here, here, here are my thoughts. I think this is a build around D. You love Mill. It's amazing. It's amazing. I think it's a build around D. I think it will be possible to build a deck that wants this card. I think it's possible this could be a win condition in a control deck. It's not good. It's not something that you should actively be trying to do. But I am going to put this card down as our first achievement sighting for the podcast. Okay. All right. I, I, want, I want somebody to get milled out by Navigator's Ruin. This is it's so bad. Like you have you will have to actively try to not kill them before you mill them. 
Yeah, you're going to have to want, like, 1-1 one, one flyers. You're going to play that like, Trilobite. You're going to be attacking with that 0-3. Yes, I <laughs> am going to be attacking with that 0-3 at some point in this format. <laughs> and, look, this is not good. Do not, like... This is this is actually... This is an F. This is an F. If you're trying to win your next draft, you should not put Navigator's Ruin in your deck. <laughs> but if you're trying to complete our achievement list, you should put Navigator's Ruin in your deck. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, great. Well... That's how that now I have to put this in my deck. Yeah, it's going on the list. What's next? All right, Perilous Voyage. We've got one in a blue for an instant return target non-land permanent. You don't control to its owner's hand. If its converted mana cost was two or less, scry two. More bounce. More bounce, but this one seems like the worst of the bunch to me. It's only targeting things you don't control, and you only get a scry if it's a tiny if it was thing. two or less. Yeah, so if I don't want to be bouncing tiny things. So I think the the common that was two in a blue for an instant is just better than this. Yeah. Tough to know, like, it, because this bounced non-land permanents, but how many non-land permanents are you trying to bounce that aren't creatures? So, like, it doesn't seem like there are many. No. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I gave us what? This is a C, C minus? I gave it a C minus. All right. Next up is River Sneak, my boy. One in a blue for a 1-1 Merfolk Warrior. River Sneak can't be blocked. And whenever another merfolk enters the battlefield under your control, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. So you're all about this card. I'm just all about this card, yeah. This is... Is, is Slitherblade back? Is Slitherblade back? Back with a vengeance, my friend. Back with a, a, a pump ability. Yeah, I mean, I think in a dedicated merfolk deck, this is great. In a blue aggro deck, this is great. Triggers raid. If this is a 2-2, like, every other turn, every third turn, this is gonna... The damage adds up, like... This is going to do a lot of work, I think. Um, I think this is a pull into the aggro blue deck, and I gave it a B minus. I gave us a build around B minus because I don't think you're. But I guess blue is going to have merfolk. We're, we're saying the same thing. Like I, I, th- I, you're not putting this in an aggro deck in, in a non-aggro deck. I mean, so, but I, I'm not quite calling like aggro versus not ag- dedicated aggro build around. But that's, we're saying sure. the same. Thing. Well, I, I was giving it the merfolk clause. That was why. I was oh, because there I could be an aggro deck that's not like heavy on merfolk, and I think this is a little worse there. But then it's probably that deck is probably going to want raid triggers consistently. Yeah, probably. I mean, we're, we're splitting ears. Yeah. Next up, we've got Siren Storm Tamer. It's a single blue for a creature, a Siren Pirate Wizard. It's a 1-1 one, one flyer, and it has the ability pay a blue, sacrifice Siren Storm Tamer, counter target spell or ability that targets you or a creature you control. I don't know how to evaluate this. It seems pretty good to me. Again, one mana 1-1 one, one flyer is like nearly worth a card. Well, and the fact that it's blanking, like, it's going to trade for a card at some point. Like, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're getting your value for sure out of your 1-1 flyer. Maybe trading for a card that's way better than Siren Storm Tabor. And it's going to come down early and trigger rate. I think all that adds up. Like, this card doesn't make me want to play blue. Yeah. But it's, like, very, very efficient. I gave it a C plus. I think I'm just on C, but I agree. Very, very good. Next up is Stormfleet Aerialist. This is one on a blue for a 1-2 human pirate with flying, and it has raid, comes into play with a plus one, plus one counter on it. So if, if you've attacked with a creature, it's a 2-3 flyer for two. Otherwise, just a 1-2. Pretty good. I mean, if, if I'm right, this is, again, another clue to me that blue is aggro and wants to be down. Yeah, I just want to go back and revise all my blue common rankings already. <laughs> um, I gave this a B-. minus. Uh, I did not give it quite that high. This doesn't make me want to play blue. I gave it a C plus. Yeah. I'd be curious. I, this may not make me want to play blue, but right now I'm like, oh man, this is, this looks good to me. I think you're probably, the, the knock against it is I think it's going to be hard to play this on curve. So if, if you're not playing it on turn two as a two, three flyer, I mean, it's not going to be like 
insane. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think the more the more likely play pattern is play a two drop, play this on turn three, which is essentially just But a three mana three mana two three flyer is not bad. No, it's not, but it's not great. It's not a it's not a B minus. You know no, what I mean? No, it's not a B minus. You're right. Alright, C plus. Uh Stormfleet Spy. Two and a blue for a creature human pirate. It's a two two, and it has raid when Stormfleet Spy enters the battlefield. If you attacked with a creature this turn, draw a card. Seems like rock solid to me. I mean like not a reason to play blue, but good in a blue deck. This card seems not great to me. So we weren't excited about the two and a white for the two two that drew another two and a white for a two two, yeah. right? This is giving you a random card, sometimes good, sometimes bad. But if you're if you're behind, this card is horrible, right? Like yeah. playing this as a two and a blue for a two two is a disaster. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I'm. I think there's going to be a lot of other three drops that I want to play in my deck over Stormfleet Spy. Or like thinking back to what was the stupid spider that had revolt for the 2-2 reach mm-hmm. draw oh, card? That card is way worse than it should have been. Right. Like this just doesn't look exciting to me. I, I gave this a D. I think I'm going to go. I'm going to revise my grade from, I think it's, I'm going to go C. I'm going to go C on this. Last uncommon, Tempest Caller, 2 blue blue for a 2-3 Merfolk Wizard when Tempest Caller enters the battlefield tap all creatures target opponent controls yeah this is a very aggressive card and you've got the potential to repeat the effect with bounce which blue has a lot of you're gonna die to this card a lot and you're gonna kill with this card a lot i I think this is a very strong uncommon yeah it's like a threatened effect on a stick almost yeah i mean like yes it's bad when you're behind but if i'm right like you're putting this yes it's gonna be bad when you're behind but like so is overrun or like appeal to authority or whatever like this is a very powerful finisher in a blue aggro tempo-based deck, and I gave it a B. I gave it a B minus. It was slightly lower than that. All right. Where are we at with our uh, with our uncommon rankings, Ben? I don't know. Uh, number one, I've got Air Elemental. I've got Air Elemental as number one as well. What's your number two? My number two is Tempest Caller. Interesting. My number two, I couldn't decide on a number two. I was torn between that and Stormfleet Aerialist, and I ended up settling on Stormfleet Aerialist, but it would not surprise me at all if Tempest Caller is the number two. Wait, but didn't you give Tempest Caller a B minus? I did. What did you so give I guess Stormfleet if I'm, I guess if I'm going, I gave it a C plus. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So, all right, you're right. Tempest Caller, number two. We're in agreement. Great. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> should look at my own grades. All right. Well, seems like that's going to do it for blue. Catch us in the next part for our Black Set review. Yep, see you back in a bit.